your being goddess state is always within reach. It's a state of activating the next version of you that's always wanting to show up. It's pivoting out of the imposter syndrome, head on, eyes open, even within the darkness of this major uprising. Welcome to the rise of the Goddess Collective. I am your host, Michelle Julian, your Goddess Guide. Welcome to Rise of the Goddess Collective podcast. I am your host, Michelle Julian, and I am here with Alyssa, who I met about, I would say it's been about two years ago. We met in another Facebook group with Holly McNosey, who basically helps other entrepreneurs work on their videos and their stories online and help us kind of really shape our story so people can resonate with us and learn something that they personally needed to shift within themselves. So I just want to introduce to you, Alisa, and please pronounce your last name because I know <laughs> I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> Leahi, Leahi, it's Hawaiian. Okay, wonderful. So if anybody wants to repeat that three times, good luck. <laughs> I'm not going to, but I am just so happy that you had the time to come on the Rise of the Goddess Collective Podcast. And I just really think that the audience would love to hear from you and what is going on with you, with the pandemic, and now we're kind of post-pandemic, getting out from having our mask on and all of that. And I think it would be great for you to share with the audience how you have been online and, and kind of navigating as a sisterhood coach, life and like business coach. And um, how you've been doing that pivoting? Yeah, pivot. Yes, pivot is definitely um, a buzzword for the pandemic because everybody was positioned differently and had to adapt. I mean, we always have to adapt, but I think uh, in such unprecedented ways this time. So I think I was positioned really well when the pandemic hit. I was already doing a lot of coaching online. I was um, starting developing what I called the four seasons of sisterhood, which was four different rounds of transformational group coaching for women and, um, and a separate program called uh, Kick in the Taco, which is a very comedic, very fun and encouraging sisterhood for entrepreneurs. Um, business Kick in the Taco, we say, to get, get straight with women in business. Um, and yeah, you, you and I met through Holly's program. We learned, um, feels like a long time ago now how to tell our breast cancer 
journey stories in such a way that they not only empowered and healed us, but I think have kind of had a ripple effect out in the world to help connect us to other women and other forms of healing. So throughout the pandemic, it was, um, I may face a lot of the challenges that everybody else did, but sisterhood is such a supportive container and being able to step into leadership in the sisterhood realm was just fantastic for me, very confidence building, really fun and creative, a great expression. And I was surrounded by um, great friends doing all the inner work, dealing with all the uncertainty and the anxiety that, that the pandemic was bringing up. So I found that to be um, okay. <laughs> I was say it was okay, I felt very supported. And, and, and of course, all the plants, all the seeds that we plant spruce up into different things. And so now there's kind of different branches of what I'm doing, a little bit of sisterhood, entrepreneurial support, a little bit of marketing and branding, I've received referrals from a lot more men and a lot more different industries and things. So um, keep, just keeping it creative and having fun, letting the story continue as it does, it never ends. It does never end. And how this process can stretch and strengthen your own kind of conviction in how you want to run like your online business. I'm just kind of curious for you because I know when we talked before we went live, we talked about how you've been um, doing the sisterhood and you've been doing these launches and creating these beautiful sisterhood communities for at least three summers, I think. And you then decided that, you know, you were complete, like you had finished that process. And I'm just kind of curious, because I think the audience like needs to kind of hear this, that sometimes when we just start something, and we're in the groove and we see people are really benefiting, even though they are benefiting from it, we can feel in our gut that it's like, we're done. It's almost like, okay, I did that part of my chapter as an entrepreneur with the sisterhood. I see that people receive what they need to receive, but now I'm ready for something different. So how did you kind of, like own that process yeah. and strengthen that conviction. That is the balance I think that we're always walking as entrepreneurs because so many of us have multiple passions and different directions we could go. It's part of being a visionary. It's part of being highly creative. One of the things that's hard for us to do is focus and be very disciplined on the step-by-step action-taking work because we're we have our head in a million different directions. We get really excited. And, um, and so it's, it's the fine line is when am I not focusing? When am I not giving enough concentration to one endeavor to really get it off of the ground? Where am I maybe afraid or undervaluing myself or, you know, it feels like maybe you're quitting um, or pivoting or shifting gears. But I think we really know the difference between okay, I did something, I got it off the ground, it's so satisfying, and I don't wanna leave anything hanging, um, but I'm complete. It's, it's a really different 
sensation. We feel complete, but um, also something I think that we have to nurture as entrepreneurs because we might have the tendency to be a little bit too shifty and to avoid the uncomfortable feelings of the transition from one project to a next. And then also to be so overzealous about just always wanting to start something new. What's next? What's new? What's next? What's new? That kind of shiny object syndrome. But with sisterhood, yeah, I, I felt not only that I did I feel complete, I felt as if the group of women had received um, as much, you know, that's the thing. It's not really meant, I don't think any type of coaching or therapy needs to be a long-term relationship. I think that it's a beautiful thing when people can evolve and graduate and, um, and, then, and then on to the next for all of us, which can be really beautiful. Exactly. And it's not, you know, important for us sometimes to understand like why we really need to pivot to the next thing as long as we're honoring our own intuition of what's in our gut and I think for me I love talking about like gut intelligence and I think that the sisterhood really kind of held that sanctuary to have those deeper kind of conversations that other people probably wouldn't really talk about like in another group forum Mm -hmm. and I just think that the audience would love to know like now that you're not doing the sisterhood and connecting like that um how are you like doing your coaching now And how does that, you know, how is that playing out in this new chapter of your life? Yeah, well, there's, um, that's the thing about hard decisions is oftentimes we don't yet have that thing that, that we know is going to replace our security, replace our identity, replace our need to just be knee deep in something and be busy and active. A lot of times there is kind of a, period of uncertainty that requires a bit of grace and trust and listening and waiting. And, um, and fortunately I, I allowed that didn't, didn't take long. Um, but not knowing what was on the other side, being open to what was on the other side, just knowing that while I, of course, we all need and love and appreciate vulnerable connection and relationships I'm such great friends with everyone that was in the sisterhood. You know, the friendships remain family and also myself and my connection to source solitude and time alone. I'm coaching myself (laughs) and receiving coaching um, is always important. I think maybe sometimes coaches project too much onto wanting to help others without ever taking a step back to say, let me just kind of receive and reorient myself for a little while. Mm. Um, And out of that, space came just things as usual things we could never really predict you know referrals for um sales and marketing and pitch decks from a billiards champion and a boxing promoter in las vegas yeah high-end jewelry designer psychic intuitive but all kind of coming to me with the same needs and a lot of it had to do with the back-end creation Um, the landing pages, the marketing, the video editing, the branding. 
which is so fun because um, I'm sure you can relate as an entrepreneur. We, we think we, we don't just think we want, we have a desire to turn almost everything that inspires us into a business model. So I've had many business models throughout the years, many websites, many landing pages, and really all that I realized it's boiling down to is a love for the branding, a love for creating the personality of an idea, of a business model, the colors, the themes, the vibes, the messaging. So with seeing more and more people coming to me asking for assistance in putting the messaging and the branding and the personality on it, getting the influence behind it. Um, it's been really fun to have a really diverse range of clients, but still be in a really creative zone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've always loved your branding. I noticed like when I first started, you know, kind of coming into the sisterhood and just when I met you in our other group, um, anything I ever saw of anything that you were kind of sharing and, and kind of testing out, I absolutely love and adored your energy and your branding. The main theme I feel for me is keeping it simple, but magnetic, you know, yeah. so yeah. a person can really resonate with it. And I feel like your inner goddess wisdom self mm -hmm. knows how to do that. And you know how to be discerning with things that you might want to share personally or in your business and still truly be that soulful self. So tell me, like, now that you're doing this new venture, how is your actual, um, What's going to happen for the rest of the summer with this new venture that you're in? <laughs> well, that's the fun part um, <clears throat> is there's enough, there's enough things that have come that have been such a surprise. I never really could have predicted um, that my ex-husband of all people <laughs> would send me a referral for someone in Oklahoma that has, you know, patented a new style of play of billiards for online gaming. Um, nor did I know that that would lead to doing a pitch deck for someone who wants to restore boxing and bring boxing back to its original glory. None of these things have to do with sisterhood, right? They all tie in in terms of marketing and creativity influence. <clears throat> and I think what I most like to refer to it as is visual storytelling. It's <clears throat> so fun to even just Google pictures of all of these people and start to collect all the pieces of the puzzle of their story. And then as you said, it becomes so much more about editing than it does throwing everything out there. And I think that's where the challenge and the skill level comes into play in a way that's so exciting for me. It's so often what you don't say. How do we keep it really cohesive? How do we distill it down to that one piece that everybody notices and instantly understands and gets and says, yes, please. Um, I'm in, I want in on that. That's great. So it's, it's very exciting. It's fun for me also to take time to myself. It feels like self-care when I do some of the projects that are video editing 
or um, color palettes, um, copywriting, a lot of that stuff is just me and my computer kind of coffee shop style. It's very internal and that is soothing to me. It, as mm -hmm. Sisterhood is soothing, relationships, socializing is soothing. There's a really beautiful balance though in spending time on the back end stuff, mm -hmm. which not a lot of people like to do. So it's also nice that there's a need what, what is this summer going to bring? Hopefully more people that don't like to do that themselves and I'll be happy to help. <laughs> yes. A lot of entrepreneurs are creative yeah. and they like doing their creation, but the facilitation of the actual action step that requires for them themselves to be seen and heard and activated is um, almost like kind of like too vulnerable for them. They be like, oh my God, I just, I have the idea. Here's the idea. Here are the colors. This is what I want to say, but that's all I can do. And now you take the ball and, and, and run with it. You know what I mean? And I yeah. feel like, I think that's probably your superpower. Is that. <laughs> and, and even though your superpower was creating this sisterhood, you know, you create a sisterhood with the magnetic marketing that you were doing for your sisterhood mm -hmm. and simplifying it so people could really join the sisterhood really easy. It's like, I knew where the button was. I didn't need to how to figure out like, where do I sign up? Because I find that a lot of entrepreneurs like overcomplicate the process of having the person find out about them, signing up, you know, to find out more information, and don't really do that proper nurturing that makes it easy for the person to get to know you, like you, and trust you. And I think that that is totally one of your superpowers. And I think that's why I probably signed up for all the summer like, <laughs> like programs because I was like, this is so easy. Click, here's my money. Click. <laughs> There's nothing that we want more than someone to say, oh, this is easy. Click, here's my money. <laughs> that's all we're, that's all anyone is ever going for. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But there is a lot, there's a lot of editing involved and there's a lot, there's the expression that I love. You can't see, you can't read the label from inside the bottle. So oftentimes it takes someone that can do a little bit of coaching to see the magic, see the message and go, ooh, 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 that's it right there. That's the piece that we're going to, you know, that we're going to take and highlight. That's the clip. I want to give you my money piece. So yes. it's a lot of fun. I love that. So you, I'm curious, do you use certain tools for this editing process that you'd like to share with the audience for people that are like techies per, per se. <laughs> techies. If anybody identifies as a techie, then they would probably see me at very beginner level. Mm -hmm. um, I don't identify as a techie. Ultimately, I'm an entrepreneur and a coach and a creative and a visionary who has uh, tinkered around enough and enjoys the design process enough to figure mm -hmm. it out for myself and then to help other people move along the way. So I oftentimes feel like, um, you know, in airplanes, the guys with the lights and the cones that are kind of directing things in, I I'll almost always think of entrepreneurs as like, we want to build a plane and get it off, right? And build a plane and get it off. So by no means am I like the plane mechanic 
Um, nor when I'm working with clients, am I the, the visionary, they're the visionary. It's just, it's just kind of getting that thing. All right, here's, here's how we're going to get lift off. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it is ground floor. I mean, it, it's not, um, it's oftentimes business coaches are inspiring a vision. They're doing a lot of let's deal with limiting beliefs and let's manifest all of that. And while that was very inspiring to me for a very long time, I found that didn't get me the results that I needed. Um, getting down to business, getting one foot in front of the other to get these technical things, to get a little bit more pro, a little bit more uh, streamlined in my presentation and in my marketing really helped. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just, I think it's maybe helping entrepreneurs do enough back end for them so that their vision can take root. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It, it's like that strong, simple step that can make the difference between having somebody literally get on your mailing list, mm-hmm. you know, because that's really what we need to do is we're developing and cultivating relationships and connecting with people online and offline, because I'm sure you have an have had an offline business as well, and you take that knowledge and then, you know, pivot to having it be online. But the main theme is culting, cultivating that relationship, connecting with that person on a level that the person does want to get to know you and like you and trust you. And so I think that it's so true. What you're saying is that once you figure out, like, I feel like almost like there's three steps to sharing your juicy sauce. So people will sign up. And I think when you simplify it that way, it does make it easier for the potential new customer or even existing customer that you've worked with years and years ago, because as a massage therapist, I have, you know, thousands and thousands of people that I've massaged in over the 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. Um, And do I have them all on my mailing list? No, (laughs) definitely (laughs) not. Because back in the day, we did not do that. Um, So I would have to say the last five or six years, I've been growing my email list. And it's really not that big because I'm discerning on who I'm attracting. Mm -hmm. So I think that also the audience needs to know that, that it doesn't have to be this huge list of people to actually be successful. Because I think once you hone in the message of whatever it is that you are in service for and helping people or a product that you just can't wait to share that that actual um, energy comes out and you don't really need a huge, you know, email list. And, um, you know, you're not a Tony Robbins or, you know, an Oprah Winfrey does not, that does not mean that you can't be like successful on um, online. So Like, what would you say would be like one of your like favorite hacks that you get through the day? Mm, a hack to get through the day. Um, I can tell you absolutely my mornings are my most important time. And I don't usually schedule any calls or any appointments before 10 a.m. 
Um, it's a time that I sit on my patio. I write with colored marker markers like a child in my journal and drink my tea and have absolutely no agenda and, and no um, thing that I am applying onto the day, onto my clients. I just really step back and allow, you know, it's, I think what it really comes down to, and this is funny because it brings me back to a lot of the breast cancer messaging that I had and what really helped me through the breast cancer was finding the blank canvas and um, having had the double mastectomy, right? And then uh, the business that I created after that was temporary body art for breast cancer survivors because I realized I could express myself through body art and through my chest area, it wasn't a deformity, it was a blank canvas to play with. I could define beauty and sexuality on my own. In the morning, and this is something that I do every day, I continuously look for the blank canvas. It's a great way to start working with a new client too, because everyone is unique, everyone's message is unique. Trying to apply onto them a formula that works for Tony Robbins or Marie Forleo or any of the millions of business coaches that are out there now. Um, it's just not my style. It, 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 they're proven systems. They're fantastic. Those people are highly successful for a reason. My style is much more so to sit with someone and a blank canvas and then draw out from them what is special about them, what's unique, what's the secret sauce, what's amazing, and how do we then tell that story visually and online in a way that just like you said, comes back to, oh, that's easy. Here's the button. Click there. Here's my money. And it's not, of course, not just about the money, but we're in business. So we just, right. How do we get, how do we just cut the crap really um, get straight to that clean, clear messaging with, which oftentimes is complicated on the technical side in the, in the back end, or it just takes time, it takes trial and error um, to, to make things really clear and concise and, it looks like a mirror. I think we all know as entrepreneurs when we create something and we see it manifest in something as simple as a social media banner or um, a piece of marketing, a, a podcast clip, an intro and outro, a little bit of music, all of the pieces that come together to tell that story and give that experience to the viewer, to the customer in whatever way they receive it we all have that feeling of like, oh, that's what I meant, right? That's my vision. That, that piece of marketing material does justice to the possibility that I know inside, that I, the, all this thing that of value that I have to offer. And of course <laughs> it increases the value too when you have great marketing. So yeah, it's fun. It's a great process. It, it's fun to make that correlation with uh, my morning hack of, of essentially doing nothing. <laughs> I love it. It's so important to do nothing. I do the same. I try between basically the time that I wake up until about 11 o'clock to basically not be online, to be, you know, doing the self-care. I call them self-care practices or get goddessing practices um, because, you know, there's so many hours that you're going to be you know, either working at your computer or, you know, maybe doing some posting in social media and you need to really honor that own, your own self-care time because that's where we can get depleted. And, you know, talking about breast cancer, I mean, that's part of 
our health and well-being is to not get depleted, to, to honor that body as a temple. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's part of your, I think, legacy. And I think for me, just looking, you know, at your journey and seeing you being and becoming this legacy of being the change, absolutely being the change, providing sisterhood, but at the same token, you are the change that you're looking for and other people will resonate with that wholeheartedly because you are, are, are really showing a wholehearted, soulful entrepreneur. That's not like a template or a blueprint. It's truly coming from the soul. Mm. And I just would love for you to share like how people can get a hold of you now that you've kind of pivoted into this um, <laughs> amazing, juicy thing that's always been part of your process anyway, as you were doing your sisterhood projects. Mm -hmm. So how can people get a hold of you now? Like, is it Facebook or is there a website? I think I would point people to Instagram. Uh, it's Instagram and Facebook are the same. It's funny for all the landing pages and all the <laughs> click throughs and things that I've created in the past. Now that I'm doing other people's marketing and branding, I've have less of, it's been all referral based. <laughs> so the focus is on that. But of course, certainly I'm still on social media. Mm -hmm. um, and that is Alyssa Leahy. Maybe you can put it in the show notes. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I will be putting that in the show notes. And also if um, you have any resources too that you could share with people that are new online that, you know, maybe can't necessarily afford a person to help them. If you have any links that um, you could kind of guide them so they don't get into that overwhelm that <laughs> get into um that would be great too and is there anything else that you want to like share with like any other breast cancer survivors out there or people that are going through breast cancer or any other groups like mothers that are single parents <laughs> all, all the things groups people that totally yes. are listening to this because yes. we have a wide range of people listening <laughs> yes joy and love and support for all of those people um yes. to touch i guess a little bit on each of those things um for resources you know we have so much at our disposal every online is it's just a matter of being clear about your question and what you're looking for and uh, being mostly self-taught uh, with the technology, with the marketing branding, I can tell you there's so much on YouTube. I have done everything from figure out how to fix the the drip in my faucet to the garbage disposal to you know reflower the vines outside here to um, to everything that I've done on on social media. So it, it is all available on YouTube. I think the best advice I could give someone that has a very low budget is to take a little bit of your time, just the smallest amount, Google it or watch a YouTube video. There are so many things available. It will inspire you or at least give you some direction about if you were to 
hire somebody? What are the things that you would really want to accomplish? Um, for breast cancer, I do have a fun one for breast cancer, and that is Tatubi, which is the temporary body art that I created for breast cancer survivors. I say, and their friends, because I had many women that still have beautiful, natural, cancer-free breasts are going, why can't I put those on my boobs? That's hot. Um, I've wanted them too. The Tatubis, um, if you go to tattoobie.com and it's tattoo, the word tattoo, and then B-I-E for tattoobie. Um, if you have a breast cancer story or a journey or know somebody that's moving through that, um, I use those mostly as a give back at this point. So please um, use that platform or reach out to me on social media. I would be more than happy to just gift tattoobies to anyone that's going through breast cancer or know someone that is. Um, and what was the other one? Single moms. <laughs> single moms. Yeah. Single moms. Cause there's a lot of single moms out there yeah. are online and they need to hear that it's, it's all doable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that there's nothing as a single mom. And then I have, of course the podcast dating without nipples. I just, I don't know that there's anything better than validation and encouragement to say you are the most badass person doing the absolute hardest job, probably with limited resources and um, good on you. You're amazing, fantastic, well done. Yeah, I just wanna pour all of the love and support. It takes a lot of muscle um, to, to be both provider and nurturer and all the things. So bravo to all the single moms for sure. They can have some boob tattoos too, if that would help. <laughs> love it, love it. I am signing up for that. Where is that link? <laughs> <laughs> for the validation? <laughs> Give me that link. Give me that link. Click there. Boom, yeah. in my inbox. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Sure, Thank you so much for spending this time with me on Rise of the Goddess Collective Podcast. I hope that we're, we will have you again on the podcast with more juicy, juicy information of all the things that you're going to be, I know, pivoting and innovating for so many other entrepreneurs out there. So enjoy your day and we'll be talking soon. All right. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for being here inside the Goddess Collective. I wanted to let you know that when you come to the Collective, you are receiving free resources that help you with your self-awareness. I created free trainings for you. It's the Julian Method Goddess Activation Group. It's free and it's a face group collective to help you get started with a new way of living. Follow along and witness the power of intentionally living with me and step in to the new realm of self-care for the activated goddess their bare bones basic 101 goddess tips and tools you'll get a three-day consecutive boot camp it's a taster of the julian method 
I help you get started on your goddess practice. You'll find it at the juliangoddesscoaching.com. And also, a real special treat, you can receive the Being and Becoming Goddess Oracle deck. Yes, I birthed this during the pandemic. Super juicy. You'll receive a published deck with a digital deck and also your own goddess activated meditation audio. Juicy, juicy goddess things are in store for you. I am so excited for you and this journey. Have a glorious day and remember your activation is my activation. Have a great day.